Today, I would like to know what you think and let's discuss what we think of some diets, okay? And particularly, we're gonna be discussing the keto diet, the paleo diet, and the apple cider vinegar diet. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because, you know, most of these diets came out, you know, several years ago, yet, you know, these three are still the highest three diet trends for 2020. So, you know, people are still doing these and evidently these diets must be working for people. Um, they must be getting results with them. But again, I just want to know what you think, what your experience has been. And I'll certainly share mine. I have um, tried out all these diets, although disclaimer, um, I don't really subscribe to the, the idea of diets. I feel that it is most beneficial to have more so a mindset makeover in terms of the way that you eat and apply that to your everyday life as opposed to you know saying i'm going to follow this diet i feel that diets can be helpful in the beginning to kind of help you jumpstart your health and to get to a certain point achieve a certain goal but to maintain that weight loss or to get more healthy i feel that you have to kind of really just adapt a, a mindset makeover to really continue to you know keep the weight off and and be healthy but um i just kind of want to see because you know there's a lot of controversy around these diets it's almost like if you go oh i was on the paleo diet oh the paleo diet and then all the like non-meat eaters roll their eyes and scoff and hold their breath and don't want to talk to you because you are on you know the paleo diet you know do you think that maybe when you say like i'm on the paleo diet that it's like automatically offensive to some people i think it could be like certain groups you know, what are you going to do? You know, we could we could go on about that. But I think it's fun to talk about it and see like, you know, what we think works and why and just get some more information out there on these particular diets. So I stumbled across um, an article and if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, I'll go ahead and do the screen share. And then, of course, I will also um, put the link to this article um, in this episode's uh, description online and everything for you guys. So this is from the UC Davis Health website. So they have some cool stuff every now and then. And they had this article up here. So I figured, hey, why not go ahead and talk about this for a little bit? So anyway, the keto diet. So here's the claim of the keto diet. The claim is that you will lose weight quickly while never feeling hungry. Reality, this is a very high fat diet, low carbohydrate. A recent study found that the keto diet did not have any long-term advantages on weight loss. The key, long-term benefits, okay? And that kind of goes into what I was, was talking about earlier. I'm not knocking the diet, I'm just saying, you know, long term, okay? So people are getting the weight off quickly with keto, but is it lasting long term, okay? The high saturated 
fat foods that are mostly eaten while on the keto diet may raise bad cholesterol levels, which increase your chances of heart disease, okay? So let me talk about the keto diet for a little bit. At the beginning of 2020, I wanted to try this diet out just for like three days. And let me tell you, for me, I absolutely did not like it because it has no carbs, okay? So you're eating low carbs, although you do, you know, you can eat um, certain veggies on this one. It depends on like which keto diet you look up. You know, apparently there's a whole bunch of them. Anyway, it's just not enough. Like I'm not gonna not have bread, so, or pasta or things like that. And again, carbs do give you energy. Now you can get that same good energy from vegetable carbs. And that's probably the best place you wanna get your most carb um, intake is from, you know, veggies and fruit. Although I don't think you can have fruit on this diet, but um, I did not have a lot of energy again. What a wimpy attempt I made because I only did it for three days. So that's really not enough time to see what is really working with this diet and all that jazz. But hey, that's just my two cents on my personal experience with being on it. Okay. I did not have a lot of energy um, on it. My goal was not to lose any weight, it was just to try it out and see how I felt. And I also did not want to be on it for long because in the past I have had little issues with my cholesterol raising up because, you know, the greasy foods just do some things for us. I love myself some little fried chicken wings and some little, you know, I could go on, but you get the point. So like, I don't need to be on this for very long. So that's my two cents on it. Now, let me say this. I have known probably in the past three and a half to four years, four people very close to me that have been on this diet hardcore, like on it more than six months. Let me tell you what I saw, okay? The weight loss, rapid weight, uh, weight loss, absolutely, okay? Everybody that I knew who did this diet for like, you know, at least three months, and then the one that was on it for six months lost 50 plus more pounds, okay? So if you are on this diet, you are definitely going to lose the weight. But for me, what good is losing the weight if you feel like crap, though? Like, they also said they didn't feel very good, like they had no energy, and because they were eating bacon, like more often, like their heart, like wasn't doing good, so for me, this one is really like, okay, guys, gotta employ, like, the logic and common sense more here, like, if you're in a position where it's like, man, I really am at a point where I need to lose some weight, like, quickly, you know, fine, maybe you're an actor and you're just like, look, I'm trying to drop some weight for this role or what have you. You've got a mission in mind, more power to you. But if you don't feel good, even if you're getting the results that you want, I just feel like it's not working. It's not good. Like you got the weight loss, but you feel like trash. Like your heart is about to be out of your chest and you have no energy, you know? So what good is it? So that was everybody um, that I 
um, knew that was on this particular diet, what they had to say, but some of them did press on. And then what they did was slowly started to incorporate um, carbs back in and eliminate a lot of, you know, like the bacon and the heavy meat. And then they, they kind of, made it more of that lifestyle change where it's like, okay, I started with keto just to drop the weight. And then gradually I just started to, you know, start living a healthier lifestyle overall to maintain that weight loss. So again, that was kind of the key right here was that the keto diet did not have any long-term advantages on weight loss. Because again, I feel like if you are doing something that's going to quickly make you lose the weight, you are going to actually pick the weight back up faster the minute you stop because you basically got in your body into kind of a rhythm um, based on the diet and you know eating this way isn't a good idea to do super long term so the minute you revert back you're going to go back to you know the same way you were and then now you almost in like that thing of yo-yo dieting you know um and you don't want to do that you know there was a point in my life where I was like 50 pounds heavier and I quickly lost some weight and I felt it, man. I did not feel good like that. You know, it would have been much better if I gradually took the weight off slowly. Sure, I got to my goal, but I did not feel good. Okay. And if you don't feel good, there's a reason for it. You know, maybe your heart is working overtime or it can't keep up or something is off, you know, so it's different for everybody. Everybody knows, you know, you have to get in tune with your own bodies a bit, but um, just some food for thought there. Okay. So let's go on now to the paleo diet, the claim, eat like a caveman for better health. Um, I hate this diet. <laughs> okay, like the only thing that I like about this diet right here is that you do get to eat a lot of nuts. Like they kind of highlight nuts as a source of protein. And I feel like nuts is like something we all forget about. Like we forget, hey, you can eat nuts are really good for you and they do give you a lot of protein. So, but anyway, the reality. The pagan meal plan takes principles from paleo and vegan diets. The focus is mostly uh, fruits and vegetables. The diets include, okay. Okay, so now we are going to do the paleo or pagan diet. And this one says, eat like a caveman for better health. That's the claim. I think that that tagline, though, doesn't really fit this diet because most people, when you hear when you, you know, eat like a caveman, <clears throat> excuse me, you think eat meat and hunt. Like that kind of to me is more like the keto diet because you are eating more meat and less fruit on the keto diet. So I feel like that should be kind of like the slogan or whatever for the keto diet. But anyway, this one is for the pagan diet. Um, so the pagan meal plan takes principles from the paleo and vegan diets. The focus is eating mostly fruits and vegetables. The diet includes lean meats, 
fish, eggs, and nuts. The difficulty with this meal plan is how restrictive it is. People are not allowed to eat grains, dairy, um, legumes, salt, or sugar, which could lead to vitamin or mineral deficiencies. It can also be difficult to maintain in the long run. The takeaway from this is to focus on eating less processed foods and more fruits and veggies every day. I mean, the end of that for me is really to keep just eat your fruits and veggies every day. Like, I feel like that is the shortcut. You don't even have to do any of these diets as long as you are getting your fruits and veggies in for your particular body. You know, if sugar is an issue for you, you know, maybe limiting your fruits, but man, veggies ain't gonna never do you wrong. Like, you know, ever, you know, so just unless you're just eating like potatoes all day, which who would do that anyway? Cause that's not very smart, but yeah, like veggies will never steer you wrong. Just eat your veggies. Just like we tell little ones, right? Eat your veggies. So um, I feel like this one though would be longer to maintain in reality than the keto diet, just because it's not, you know, bringing in such a high fat content. Um, now again, the, the lack of sugar, that one kind of concerns me a little bit because I feel like if you go a long time without having any sugar, your body does need some sugar. And we always think like diabetes and avoiding sugar, but we need sugar in that delicate balance. So I feel like if you deprive your body of sugar over a long, long time, you could actually end up, you know, increasing your chance for getting diabetes because diabetes isn't always just an issue of too much sugar. Sometimes it's an issue of not the right amount or not a balanced intake of sugar, if that makes sense. So that one kind of scares me a little bit for that reason. Now, the other thing that's really possible, uh, I'm sorry, popular right now is the meat alternatives. Now this one, I'm just going to touch on a little bit today because we'll definitely have some chatting about this one like later on, but plant-based meats such as the Impossible or Beyond Burger are healthier. So here's the reality. According to UC Davis Health, okay, not according to me, according to them, um, lean ground sirloin or ground turkey breasts, as they contain similar amounts of saturated fat and have a lot more sodium. If you want to eat less meat and more plants, consider choosing a healthier alternative, like a bean burger that has been minimally processed, okay? So there's a lot we could say about the, you know, Impossible and Beyond Burgers. Now, I've had them both, and I have to say, you know, they're pretty good, you know? Like, they're not, they're pretty close, you know? But Again, the argument with them, it's like, okay, what's the chemical content and how much of these chemicals should we be having every day? And is, you know, incorporating something that has more chemicals in it, you know, better than just having the original, you know, piece of meat. Now, with that said, there are tons of chemicals in meat too. So it's really one of those things that you kind of, it could be a toss up. So, you know, we still, you know, we don't have, you know, a ton of information on some of the flavorings and things that go into these alternative meats, but I think it's definitely something to consider. No shade, no disrespect ever, you know, but, you know, just, just giving us some food for thought and everything. So. I've tried them. I'll have them on occasion. 
I just feel like for me, you know, if I'm going to have a burger, I'm going to have a burger. <laughs> I want to experience the real deal. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to it, you know, but I, if I'm going to have a burger, I don't have meat all the time anyway. So when I want it, I want the real thing type deal. So I'm more of that. Okay. How can I just have me in moderation. Maybe I'll have it once a week instead of every day or a couple times a week instead of every day, as opposed to saying, I'm just going to have, you know, these meat alternatives all the time as much as I want. You know, it's totally up to you. But anyway, food for thought. Then lastly, we have the apple cider vinegar diet. Okay, so the claim. And before everybody, because the apple cider vinegar has a really strong community around it. So before anybody, you know, starts taking deep breaths and huffing and puffing at me, okay, let's just see what they have to say. And then I'll give you my little what I think of it, okay, and, and everything. So the claim, drink, drinking apple cider vinegar will help lower blood sugar, cholesterol, and help with weight loss. Reality, studies are still being done with apple cider vinegar. Some show that it may help with diabetes and cholesterol control, but the research is still questionable, okay? There are some harmful effects associated with apple cider vinegar, such as upset stomach, teeth enamel damage because of the vinegar's acidity, and until more research is done, it may be better to use apple cider vinegar as a part of your cooking or your salad dressing. Okay. So apple cider vinegar, I have to say, I have used this a lot. Okay. For me, if I have had upset stomach, maybe I've had something that didn't agree with me. I remember one time, actually, let me just share this story. The first time I got introduced to apple cider vinegar was actually one time that I had gotten food poisoning. Boy, I was tore up from the flow up, okay? It really did me bad. I had gotten a hold of some bad kimchi, which I don't get because that's kind of the whole like point of kimchi it's like fermented, so that's supposed to be good for you. Anyway, I loved I had been eating kimchi, so much and so often so i just it wasn't that i wasn't used to kimchi i had just gotten a bad bunch you know some way somehow i had had it somebody had prepared it and whew, just thinking back on that is like giving me yeah no don't even want to think about it um but yeah so i had gotten a food poisoning from it and it had gotten so bad that i thought i was gonna have to go to the hospital for dehydration that's how much and you know how bad it was and everything so finally my husband was like looking up stuff because he's like oh my goodness you know am i gonna have to take you to the emergency room because you have literally thrown up everything and sorry to be gross but like i'm just one of those person that throws up at the drop of a dime it does not take much for me you know once something not right touches my stomach, hui, it's coming out, you know, and that's just what my body does, does not take much. So um, I kind of just had no um, fluid in, like I, I knew I was in some bad shape. And so my husband was like, let me start looking some stuff up online. He stumbled upon um, some info that said that apple cider vinegar was great for food poisoning. 
So he, you know, follow the little recipe. I think it's only like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar to eight ounces of water. Followed that, I drank it. Let me tell you something. The minute that stuff hit my stomach, I got relief. It was like there was a fire <laughs> brewing in my stomach. It was hot, man. My stomach was hot. I don't even know how that happened, but that bad boy was fire. And the minute it touched my stomach, it was like, ah, almost like, you know, you drop an Alka-Seltzer in water and it fizzes and then it stops. I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know what just happened, but I got some relief and I didn't throw up again after that. So it worked, you know, it worked and I started to feel better. And then I was able to drink water and liquids and keep them in. I was not even keeping in Low-key, I probably should have went to the hospital for that because I couldn't even keep water in. I was throwing up water the minute even that hit my stomach. Okay, so it was really not a look good, uh, a good look. So, but this stopped it, you know, and it really, really helped. So that is when you know, me and my family first got introduced to apple cider vinegar. Now, I have some like inflammatory um, health issues. But anyway, the, the bottom line to that is, you know, an inflammation issue. This has also helped me with some inflammation issues. So if I've been like having a bunch of sweets and stuff I'm not supposed to have, like that night, I will have just a little bit of apple cider vinegar, um, in the eight ounces of water, just a teeny bit, I think a teaspoon is all you need. And I will notice a lot less inflammation, less joint pain and things like that when I wake up the next morning. You know, if, you know, um, diet, you know, a high blood sugar is something for you, I would say this could definitely help, but you want to use this in moderation because what you don't want to be doing is jacking your sugar levels up and then taking them down, up, down, up, down. That makes your body do this roller coaster thing, and that's never a good thing, but I feel like use very, very sparingly over time and consistently if, you know, high blood sugar is an issue for you, I definitely feel that it could help to bring it down for sure. Now, the key is you want to make sure that um, with apple cider vinegar that you're also using, um, that you're drinking your, your water, okay? So, you know, go to those articles online that tell you, based on your body weight, how much water you should be drinking every day. Follow that, do that, and then incorporate this in as well, and I feel like you'll get some really good results from it. Um, I really like the apple cider vinegar thing when used properly, definitely mix it properly and don't overuse it. I don't think this is something that needs to be done every single day. I think if you're having an issue, it'll definitely help address any type of stomach issue that you're having. And if you want to just kind of use this as a way to kind of, you know, a little tune up almost like, you know, like, okay, maybe once a week, you just you know, use it as almost like a little bit of a mini cleanse or something like that, because it does help to um, regulate your gut, your gut health a little bit and get some good bacteria into your digestive tract. So probably, you know, incorporating this maybe once a week, you know, could be a good thing. But anything more than that, you may want to give some serious consideration to or talk with your doctor first before um, using it more aggressively. But I'm a fan of the apple cider vinegar, and there's a whole bunch of ways you can use apple cider vinegar too, besides just for um, 
you know, weight loss and everything. Now, with the apple cider vinegar, um, with weight loss, I do feel that people who have used it for that purpose, and again, in the right way, have also seen results with it. But again, a diet like this, if you're looking for it to just keep weight off solely, it's not going to do that for you because again, this is not something that you want to be doing every single day, all day. If you want to um, keep weight off and have a balanced diet, like we were talking about in the beginning, you really want to, you know, employ more of a holistic lifestyle change, which is just to simply get more fruits and veggies into your diet, eat healthier, you know, minimal meat, you know, carbs in moderation and healthy carbs and lots of veggies. And that's really it with a little bit of, you know, daily exercise, make sure you get your heart rate up every day. And that's really it. So um, I hope you found, you know, uh, going through these diets, because again, these are still trending diets for 2020. I hope you found them helpful. And I hope that you saw that for each diet, there is some good to each one. Okay, so although I'm really not a fan of the keto diet, you know, there are some good tips that you could take away from it. So explore these diets and see, you know, what little tidbits you know, can work for you and what you think of them. You know, that's a whole point. What do you think of that? What do you think of this stuff? Did it work for you? Is it not? And then sharing that information, you know, with other people. So I hope you found this informative and have a great day and we'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks.